Hello, and welcome to worship for this third Sunday after Pentecost. Um, as we are in the beginning weeks of our green season of the church, called to continue growing um, in our relationship with our Lord and in loving our neighbors. And one of the wonderful things is, is that God is with us in, in all the seasons, the seasons of growing as well as the seasons of fall and winter. And so we are going to sing a song about how faithful God is with us. Um, pardon, not singing, but I am going to play, um, the three verses of great is thy faithfulness and i invite you to follow along with the words
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. We continue with the responsive reading on page three. I will read the parts marked with a P. If you would please respond with those parts marked with a C and in bold print. The word is near you on your lips and in your heart. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together, O oh God, you are the tree of life, offering shelter to all the world. Graft us into yourself and nurture our growth, that we may bear your truth and love to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our reading today comes from the book of Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it in order that it may produce boughs and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree I make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm today is Psalm 92, verses 1 to 4 and 12 to 15. I will start uh, by reading the first line. Uh, we'll read it responsively. If you would respond with the lines written in the bold print. What a beautiful thing, God, to give thanks, to sing an anthem to you, the high God, to announce your love each daybreak, sing your faithful presence all through the night. Accompanied by dulcimer and harp, the full-bodied music of strings. You made me so happy, God. I saw your work and I shouted for joy. How magnificent your work, God. How profound your thoughts. My ears are filled with the sounds of promise. Good people will prosper like palm trees, grow tall like Lebanon cedars, transplanted to God's courtyard. They'll grow tall in the presence of God, 
lithe and green, virile still in old age. Such witnesses to upright God, my mountain, my huge holy mountain. As we prepare to hear our gospel today, I invite you to join with me in reading the words of our gospel acclamation on page six. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else would do. I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, in our text today, Jesus tells a parable. Parables were stories that Jesus told where he used common items that people often saw every day, such as birds, flowers, seeds, to describe spiritual truth and realities they'd never seen or would never see. No one had ever seen the kingdom of God Jesus was describing, so he told parables like this to help people visualize what it was going to be like. Jesus decided to use one of the smallest seeds known to the people in the day, the mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's not much bigger than a speck of dust. Dust. In fact, it takes 21,000 seeds to make an ounce. It was a small, insignificant, relatively unimportant seed. 
It wasn't highly prized. It was useful for flavoring food. Its leaves were edible, and some believed if prepared properly, parts of the plant had medicinal purposes. It was also something of a nuisance plant. Jesus calls it a tree here, but it's actually more of a shrub. It grew sometimes to a height of ten to twelve feet, and its stem could become the thickness of a man's arm. But it was still a shrub, and it wasn't an overly attractive plant. In fact, at times, people regarded it as a bit of a weed. You didn't dare plant it in your garden because it would crowd out all the other plants and literally take over. So why choose the mustard seed to represent the kingdom? Why choose something so common and so ordinary, a weed for goodness sake, to paint a picture of the powerful and majestic kingdom of God? Paul answered the question in his first letter to the Corinthians. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Jesus didn't want his church to be a mighty oak. He wanted it to be a humble mustard shrub. He doesn't want people to go to church and be impressed how important they are and how valuable the people around them are. He doesn't want people to get excited about themselves. He wants them to get excited about what he can do through them, what he can do in their lives, and the changes in healing. He can bring to them. That is what we are praying for in the Lord's prayer when we say, "Thy kingdom come." God's kingdom will come with or without us, but we ask that we be a part of its building up. That God use our gifts, our words, our actions, our lives to show others the kingdom. That state of living in peace. Where everyone is treated with justice, everyone is cherished. Everyone knows the promise of forgiveness and life everlasting. It all started with a small seed inside of our hearts, a prayer someone said for us, a Bible story someone read to us, the worship so- service someone took us to. Someone showed us the love of God. And planted the seed in our life, and it grew and filled us with the new life of Jesus and the joy and light of the Holy Spirit. And then we prayed for someone, read a Bible story to someone, took someone to a worship service, showed someone the love of God, and planted the seed in that life. And it grew and filled that person with the new life of Christ and the joy and light of the Holy Spirit. And so the seed gets spread, and the kingdom of God spreads far and wide. What an awesome job to be given by God to help spread the word of His kingdom, to help others know Him. To help others know the kingdom of God is coming full, and will flourish out like the mustard seed. And yes, some days we wonder if the words we say, 
the love we show is making a difference because it seems the seeds we sow don't do anything. But consider this story from a writer named Mary Lou Carney. She writes, Every spring I steal a bouquet of lilacs. Okay, maybe steal is too strong a word. But the lilac bush isn't mine. So I load my arms with the fragrant purple blossoms. And the flowers bloom just barely in sight of the highway. I park my car on the shoulder of the road and wade through neglected grasses, past the foundation of a long-gone house, and through a small patch of cactus to the purple wonder, bent and splendid, offering itself to me in polite submission. I gather the blossoms in my arms and walk back to my car. I'd like to think that whoever planted my secret lilac bush will be pleased that I seek out this annual bouquet. Perhaps it was a woman who watched it grow from her kitchen window. Maybe long before the highway was here, her mother planted a small gangly twig. And with the sun and rain and time, it became a lilac bush of extraordinary beauty. Later, as I inhale the beautiful scent of my bouquet, I am reminded that good things take time and that in ways we can't begin to imagine, the seeds we plant today will produce fruit tomorrow. And who knows, maybe even a few lilacs. We may not always see the results of sharing God with others, but we can know that the seeds of God we sow each day have the power to take root and grow. Here's another point to ponder. In a cemetery in Hanover, Germany, is a grave on which were placed huge slabs of concrete and marble cemented together and fastened with heavy steel clasps. It belongs to a woman who did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. Yet strangely, she directed in her will that her grave be made so secure that if there were a resurrection, it could not reach her. On the marker were inscribed these words, this burial place must never be opened. In time, a seed covered over by the stones, by the stones began to grow. Slowly, it pushed its way through the soil and out from beneath the stones. As the trunk enlarged, the great slabs were gradually shifted so that the steel clasps were wrenched from their sockets. A tiny seed had become a tree that had pushed aside the stones. God's kingdom, no matter how small it seems to be in the world, will come and grow tall and strong and bring new life forever. Amen. So we are called to plant 
um, the word of God, even if it might be as small as a mustard seed, with the um, Holy Spirit, who knows how big it can grow. And so each day we have the chance to plant those seeds when we tell the old, old story. And that is our hymn of the day today. Again, I will play um, the verses, all three verses, and I invite you to follow along with the words.
We continue with the response to the word on page nine. In Christ, you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us join our hearts together now in the prayers on page 10. I will pray each petition of the prayer and end with the words, Lord, in your mercy. If you would please respond with the words marked with the C in bold print, hear our prayer. Let us come before the triune God in prayer. May the good news of your grace root and grow throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator, even the trees, shrubs, and flowers delight in your goodness. Restore growth to places suffering drought. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Judge of nations, we pray for our leaders and those in power. Grant them the ability to regard those under their charge with humility, dedicating their lives in service to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Divine Comforter, you show compassion to those in need and provide relief to those who call on you. Bless all who suffer, especially people trapped in cycles of poverty and homelessness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal God, we give thanks for our ancestors in the faith who are now at home with you. We look forward to that day when we are reunited in your new creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, grant you the gifts of faith and hope. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. And so we go forth um, to plant seeds and we asked our Lord to, to help us in this endeavor for he is the master gardener and he is always willing to assist us in his work. So our last hymn talks about asking our Lord to lead us so we can lead, teach us so we can teach and speaking to us so we may speak. Again, I will play the music and invite you to follow along with the words on all four verses. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship today. I hope that you have a pleasant rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.